0: Welcome back to the Pease podcast, the show where we delve into the captivating world of Lytton legends. I'm your host, Joan Pease, proudly serving as your state member for Lytton. In this podcast, we celebrate the rich tapestry of our community by highlighting the extraordinary stories, individuals and businesses who make Lytton the truly special place that it is to call home. From historic figures to contemporary heroes, We'll explore the diverse talents and remarkable achievements that have shaped Lytton's identity. Each episode, we uncover untold tales and remarkable contributions of those who have made a positive impact on our bayside, just like Dave here. In today's episode, I'm really thrilled to have a really fascinating guest with me, Dave Westlake. Now, Dave is a true Lytton local. He is the president and one of the founders of the much-loved Winner Manley and District Men's Shed, a visionary and creative men's shed. But Dave also has a long connection to the Bayside, to Lytton itself. So I'll be talking with Dave today about his involvement with the men's shed over the last 12 years, its successes and the challenges that have been faced by the men's shed but also about his history and how he personally and his wife, lovely Anne, have shaped the beautiful bayside suburb of Lytton. So sit back, relax and join us as we embark on this exciting adventure of celebrating Lytton's local legends. Let's dive deep into history, inspiration and the stories that unite us as a community. Welcome to the Peace Podcast. Please, John Peace. Yes, please, John Peace. Dave, thank yep. you so much for coming in today.
1: Quite well. Thank you very much for asking me. Yes, it's a great honour.
0: Oh, well, it's lovely. Well, it's an honour for you to give me so much of your time this morning. You've done amazing things in the in the community. Yep. So tell me, when did you first come to the Bayside, David?
1: I come to the Bayside uh, 79 years ago. I was born at Manly. I and, knew that. Uh, did you know that, Yes, you? I did yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, I was born at Manly, lived at Manly until I was married, mm-hmm. and then I shifted to Wynnum North, and that's where I still am at Wynnum. Or oh, Wynnum West, they call it there, Wynnum
0: Yeah, West. Yes. wow. So you ha- you are uh, all, all in Wynnum local?
1: Exactly, yep, yep.
0: So you would have seen some pretty significant changes all down changes. here over the years? Yeah, yeah. It's a different place, really, isn't it? It is,
1: it is. Like Wynnum, well, Man, Wynnum Manly used to be like a little... Little country town. You mm. knew everyone. I couldn't do anything wrong when I was a kid because I'd get on, say, see the old man say, hey, he's been out there playing up, and I'd get a kick in the back. side <laughs> so I haven't got home, you know. But, no, that's how it was in those days, early days. Yeah,
0: yeah it's amazing, isn't mm. it? And Anne, your darling wife, she's another local too, isn't she?
1: No, she's a, she's a imposter. She She's uh, come from Hawkenflower.
0: Oh, right.
1: Yes, yes. She'd come down, she's about three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Oops, so nearly, but not <laughs> quite there. He hasn't quite got there yet.
0: And you've had quite a few different jobs over your career. What sort of work have you done in the past, David?
1: Well, I worked for the Port of Brisbane or Harbours and Marine in those days. mm mm-hmm. Worked with Harbours and Marines. I was uh, what they call a topman on a pile frame, driving piles in all, like Manly Boat Harbour, drove all the piles, Manly Boat Harbour. Up as far, I went as far as Mackay driving piles, Daydream Island. And uh, from there, uh, I left there. And I went and worked for Tom Burns. Oh. Uh, I was Tom Burns' chauffeur when when, uh, Goss made government. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was Tom's chauffeur for uh, seven years, I think it was, until we lost government Mm -hmm. through Mundingborough, which was a bad, bad time. And uh, from there I went to a furniture factory and worked in a furniture factory uh, and uh, stayed there for two years. And then uh, Peter Beattie rang me and said, uh, "I'm going to form Gummet, do you want to come back? And I said, yes. So I went back and drove Robert Schwarton.
0: Oh wow. yeah,
1: that was a different story, different atom, yeah. different yeah, different two different sorts of blokes.
0: So for those of you that don't know, Tom Burns was a former member of uh, Lytton, Lytton and he was a member for a, a fairly long period of time, uh, and um, yeah, and uh, he was um the deputy leader of the opposition and then Deputy Premier of Queensland. That's right, yeah. So you enjoyed your time driving for Tommy?
1: Uh, Absolutely. that was the greatest time of my life, yeah. Mm. Like we'd go to a function, like the ministers, I I don't work for the government now so I can say this. The the ministers now, uh, if you drove them to a function, they'd say, wait here for me, and you'd sit outside for a couple of hours, three hours waiting for them. Tom, he'd say, come on, digger, come in, you're coming in with me. (laughs) There's one one funny time we went to a uh, function and was up at... uh, Ploundra. And we got to the door and they said, well, welcome, Mr Burns. Come in, come in. And he said, come on, Digger. And they said, no, you can't come in. He said, well, if he can't come in, I can't come in. <laughs> so they said, righto. So went in and it was quite a nice dinner mm. I had there. It was nice prawns and oysters mm. and all that sort of thing. It was beautiful. So, yeah. Well,
0: that's great. You were being and looked
1: after. He was, he was a proper, mm. what was it? proper labour man. He looked, yeah. after, he looked after people.
0: Well, that's the thing. We can't do our job without having people help us and, our, and people we true, work with. We're true. all part of a big team. Yep. And that's yep. what Tommy so was big, good so about. It was a
1: big family, yep.
0: So tell me, can you dispel the myths? Is it an urban myth or is it a fact that Tom would often say, I'm out in the electorate, where he was actually out in his boat, the electorate?
1: Well, the <laughs> electorate was his boat. and um, Five, five times, five, time, five times out of 10 you he'd be out in the electorate. <laughs> the, the other five times, you'd be around in the area. Yes, yeah.
0: interesting. Yeah. People often br- raise that story yep. with me, and it's a bit of a um, an urban myth. But I think there's a little bit of truth associated Just with a it as well.
1: A little bit, yes.
0: Yeah. no, he was a great member, and then you went on to drive for Robert Schwarton as well.
1: Robert Schwarton, Shorto, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was a hands-on sort of bloke. You know. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, what he said. You called a spade a spade, put it that way, put it that way.
0: And then you hung up your driver's keys and got involved with community work. Yes. But I might add that even whilst you were a driver, you were very involved with community anyway. I was. I was
1: tied up with the uh, PCYC for a long while and uh, uh, time days off, I'd drive the bus for the school kids and pick the school kids up, used to uh, look after the, the therapy pool, get in the therapy pool and make sure no one drowned in there and... And uh, no-one did while I was there, thank <laughs> God. That's a relief. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, a little bit of...
0: Yeah, lots of uh, work, David. You, you work. underplay your commitment to the community. Yeah. And then the mention came along when you retired. How did that all start
1: What well, happened? Well, we were at Labor meetings. Mm-hmm. At Labor meetings and uh, a bloke by the name of Barry Mayer, he uh, was given 12 months to live. And uh, he'd say to Paul Lucas, who was the member at the time, Say to Lucas, he said, uh, "Will you help me start a men's shed?" And this went on for four months. And in the end, I said to Anne, "I said, what's a men's shed?" She said, "I don't know." So <laughs> I went back to Barry and I said, "Look, mate, do you want me to give you a hand?" Because he lives in, out of he lives in Redlands and mm. didn't live in the Lytton area. And uh, he said, "Would you?" So I rang four of my mates, and uh, they were, the four of them said yes. We put five dollars in each. I said, and I rang Barry and said, "We've got a men's shed." So we had $30. We opened our first account with $30, and we started off there. That was 6th of July, 2011. Mm, we started that's amazing.
0: Mm. And you worked really hard. You used to operate to begin with and got together um, some great facilities and services outside of the old Wyndham Central State School in the, underneath there for a little while.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, Daniel, mm. the fellow is a member of the Labor Party. Daniel, he... Uh, he asked. If we wanted to get under the school. He, he had mm. connections, so he got me under the under the Wynnum Central State School after it closed, uh, closed down. Mm. And uh, we were there for two years, I think. Mm. And uh, council secured uh, they kept secured it for us, and, mm. uh, and then uh, council bought it. Mm-hmm. Then they kicked us out. Yeah. yeah, not a good time.
0: No, it was difficult for you, but you were able to maintain um, the services and the camaraderie because one of the important thing was that was the beginning of the men's shed but you it had was. lots of members it was the first time that there was a club dedicated just to men where men could come together and share
1: stories and yep. play
0: pool and you had all that we set had, up there under the had, old
1: school we had the pool table under there our first birthday I've got to remember that uh uh Joan Pease I don't know if you heard of Joan Pease <laughs> but Joan Pease uh, offered to make all the sandwiches for us for our first birthday <laughs> do you remember that I do remember and, that and uh, and we had a lot of people there we had <laughs> Couple hundred people there mm. come to that, and uh, we uh, was very good. Yeah, mm. it was was great under the school. But when we got kicked out, we thought, well, that's it. We had one hundred and fifty members. Mm. We went down to fifty members. Mm. The winner Leagues Club mm. under uh, Craig. Craig was it? Craig Thomas. Craig Thomas was it? Craig. Yeah, Arthur it? Lovell.
0: Oh, Arthur Lovell. Arthur Lovell.
1: Mm. Arthur Lovell asked if we wanted to go to the Leagues club, and uh, and then Arthur left and Craig come in and. Mm. Uh, they put us up there for three years, no charge, mm. uh, every Wednesday morning till midday, and uh, which was great, held us together, and we stayed at 50 members for probably two years mm. and then just word of mouth getting round again, the men's sheds going again, and even though we weren't doing any work, we were out in the community, and uh, it just started to build up and build up, and now we've got 238 members. Mm. So,
0: yeah, it's remarkable that um, perseverance and that you always hung on because... You saw the value of it, that camaraderie, the blokes getting together and and the importance of it, but also the support that you give to community, helping out um, people who have to move, move into a nursing home, hospital visits. You do an amazing amount of that um, outreach work as well. Well,
1: well, yes, uh, looking up old people, a lot of their families don't give them a hand. Like when they're getting older, they're their kids say, oh, they're right, they, and they don't give them a hand. Mm-hmm. So I had one lady, she uh, rung me and said, can you come and help me clean up under my house? And we went there and there's a lot of rubbish everywhere and and we got four skip loads, four metre skips mm-hmm. of rubbish from under the house. The kids wouldn't give her a hand. And and that's that's what happens. Another lady, she rung and she said, I can't close my front door. And all it was was a prop rivet had fallen out of the uh, screen door and a little the thing to stop the uh, mosquitoes and getting under the mm. door, that had dropped down and stopping it from closing the door. And it, it took me two minutes to fix it. Mm. You know? And that's the sort of thing we started off doing that, like repairing it, putting a, replacing a tap washer for ladies. Mm. O- old people, we don't do it for people who've got working and that. Mm. But anyone's who uh, needs a tap washer replaced, we'll mm. go and do that because they can't afford to get a plumber. No. And uh, we don't do any work... Where we do local businesses out, mm-hmm. of, out yeah. of out of work, uh, that's, that's how we. How but we you work. run
0: some great programs where you are. So you're down at the old um, uh, Wynnum, uh, the waterfront down at um the old bowls club down there, yep. and you've got some great sheds out there with some
1: fantastic equipment. We've got some really. We've got uh, a twenty-one meter by seven and a half meter shed that was supposed to go to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've called it the Alan May shed. Okay. Uh, Alan was a mate of mine growing up and he was just a little bit younger than me and he Mm -hmm. got called up in Nashos. Mm -hmm. I was just too old, I missed out. And uh, we call it the Alan May Shed. Alan was a forward scout in Vietnam in the Battle of Long Tan. he come home and Alan's not real well at the moment. Mm -hmm. So we call that the Alan May Shed and that's our social shed. That's got our pool table in, it's got a 3D printer in it, our office and a little kitchenette. Mm -hmm. Then we've got another big shed that's a total span shed. That's 28 metres by 8 metres. And that's, we have uh, all our woodwork in there. We've got uh, CNC routers. We've got laser cutters. We, we've got so much gear in there, it, not funny. And then we've got the old Greenkeeper shed, and that's our uh, metal shed. We've got uh, lathes, metal lathes, uh, grinders. We've got everything in there, welders, uh, Tig and Mig welders uh, mm. got everything in there, and uh, so we are rated at the moment. We were told we had a big thing mm. down there last Tuesday week. Uh, we are one of five of the biggest in Australia.
0: Wow, and that's that, amazing. That, that
1: is amazing, and
0: congratulations. That's actually amazing. Given not that long ago, you were struggling with we were members, struggling. you didn't yep. have a home, yep. and now you've got this great spot. and... Um, Great membership. Yep. And so there's something for everyone down
1: there, yep. isn't there? Yeah. We're trying, we're trying to get the northern green. Mm. Uh, that's the green between us and the Esplanade. And uh, that was given to us originally, but uh, residents didn't want anything built on the green, so council said, no, get off. So they wouldn't mm. let us have... We haven't got that. But My Horizon, who are the head leases, they said they don't want it now. We could have it. So we're trying through council now to try and get that lease, our lease extended onto that. So I want to put a shed on there. Uh, I want to put a 30-metre shed for 12 metres. I want to put uh, an area for our disabled members. Mm -hmm. We've got quite a few disabled members. They're not not real bad, but they're in wheelchairs and things like that. And I want them away from the big, heavy machinery. And I want to put uh, all battery-held tools in there and hand tools where they won't get injured. Well, not badly injured anyhow. And uh, in front of that I want to put a, a little uh gym, a couple of treadmills and a couple of exercise bikes, and uh, then I we'll put our pool table in there, get the way out of the shed. It's in there, mm. and our computers and three uh, D printer up in there. On a sick room, we haven't got a mm. sick room. We had we had one bloke down there. He had a stroke down there. Wayne, you mm. know Wayne, yeah. and Wayne was sitting with me, and I said to him, you "Ready to go, mate?" And he said, "Yeah," but he couldn't move, mm. and so I just rang the ambulance, and he went to the hospital, but. Poor old Wayne he passed away, yeah. and we had nowhere to lie him down. Mm. So I want a sick room there to lay people down, and uh, we've got blokes that are playing guitars and learning guitars and saxophones, and uh, I want to make a, a music area down there. So that's that's my it's, view, yeah. my dream. So
0: so there's something for everyone down there.
1: It, it is yes yes, mm. yeah. and
0: and that's wonderful because not everyone's into woodwork or tools or you know iron metal work. And how's the train going? Are you still making the train?
1: Well, the train started off with about 26 blokes building mm-hmm. it. It went down to one and it's gone down to none. <laughs> so, so it's not
0: completed yet. It
1: won't be complete for quite a few years, right, I think. Right. But they got the chassis made and the... And the well,
0: and maybe we might get some more um, people interested in coming back after yes, the podcast. Yes, and, and,
1: and we'll start doing some welding and <laughs> some air turning out.
0: But I've also wanted to um, acknowledge the great fundraising that you do. You're always up for a sausage sizzle and um, we had a little competition last year with um, for the community to guess how many sausages the men shed had um, sizzled i can't remember how much it, how many it was but it was over the 10,000 i think wasn't it it, it was, would have
1: been i can't I think remember it was,
0: it was it like 37,000 it, it was a ridiculous it was a huge
1: amount huge amount huge amount
0: of sausages i jokingly said to david one day that um, Oh, we should have got the emergency sausage sizzle because there was a place that didn't have one. We'd get the men shed emergency sausage sizzle you, you, uh, trailer, and they've actually got one. So they're on wheels, they're mobile with this. They've yeah. got a great setup. They can go, go anywhere with a sausage sizzle. They're all, can, and yeah. always ready to work hard.
1: Well, we got one on on Sunday actually down Manly Markets. Oh We're well, down I'll there, see so you we'll, down we'll, there. We'll see you at Manly Markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Down at Manly Markets.
0: So how long have you been the president down there then, David?
1: Well, as president, what have we been going, 12 and a half years? Ten and a half years.
0: Very good. That's an amazing amount of yeah, time. Yeah. How often do you go down to the shed, David?
1: Six days a week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, Anne says to me, you've got to get out of bed and go to the shed. So I don't know. I think she wants to get rid of me. <laughs> She's scared to say no to Anne. <laughs> oh, say no to her.
0: And um, how often is a men's shed open, David?
1: Six days a week. Mm-hmm. We don't open Sundays. Uh, we do sausage sizzles on Sundays. You're so. too busy
0: sizzling some sausages yep. yeah.
1: on that day. Yeah, so uh, I've stepped away from sausage sizzles. Mm-hmm. I've done them for eight, nine, ten years. The last couple of years I haven't done them. So uh, the other blokes do the sausage sizzles now, mm. so, which is good. gives me a bit of a break, yeah.
0: Mm. And what was the big function you had on last week? Tell us a bit about that. That
1: was the Australian Men's Shed Association. Mm. They asked us to put on a big breakfast for south-east Queensland men's sheds. And uh we had a lot of exhibitors down there and uh it was we what do we have about twenty five mm-hmm. pergolas up, I think it was. Wow. And uh we had music down there, we had Robbie Robbie Dunn, he was singing mm. down there and it and uh it was a really good good exercise. We had mm. glass blowers, we had uh pot, potters there mm. and there's is it was a, and the, I got into trouble, actually. One bloke said to me, he said, we'll have to start a shearless shed. I said, no, we don't. We don't have to start. <laughs> we don't want any women in our shed at all. He said, well, you're halfway there. You had a here on last Tuesday because there was in, these, in the exhibits, there was ladies in there working in the exhibits. And, ah. uh, but they, they weren't in the men's shed area. They were just in the pergola. So I'm safe.
0: Right, well, I'm, I'm not going to buy into that. No, belayment.
1: don't buy into it. I'll, I'll leave you to sort that <laughs> one out. I think, it's a,
0: it's a, I think that what the Men's Shed does is to create opportunities for men to come together um, and social inclusion yeah. is so important because quite often, and you've spoken to me about this, is you've got men that need a bit of a hand and, you know, some talking to another bloke is yeah. easier for them. If there's
1: a woman there, they won't talk. Yeah,
0: and even not talking, just yeah. sitting quietly yeah. with another yeah. bloke.
1: Well, I got a call one night and uh, one of the Men's Shed has rung me and he said to me, he says, uh, oh, so-and-so uh, is not well and he's going to top himself. Mm. And uh, so I said, right, I'll be, I'll slip over. So I jumped. I was in my I got dressed and shot straight out of his house. And the, when, by the time I got there, there was two men as there sitting, and We sat mm. with him for about three hours. He's good as gold now. Mm. He got, he's been remarried and going well. Mm. But he uh, was in a bad place. Mm. And uh, we have the black dog motorbike riders. They mm-hmm. come down. And uh, they're, they're great. They they mm. talk to our blokes and and say if you get feeling a bit off, just ring someone and talk to someone and it settles you down, you know, and which it does. Mm. And so I know I've I've had depression there for quite a while, and uh, it was talking to people it does mm-hmm.
0: help. Yeah. yeah, it is amazing. I know that um, apart from just your um, um, not only with your fundraising. But your, um, the Sausages, you also run great t- garage sales. Your lovely wife, and no, does
1: No, I don't do that. Anne does the garage sales. Mm. Yeah, she's Actually, she does a wonderful job at that. She does a sterling she, job. Uh, in the last 10 years, she's given the shed, uh, I think it's $120,000. Oh, my
0: goodness me. Yeah. And that's such a good story because it's not just about fundraising. What it is, it's about reusing and recycling. Yep. So stuff that people might have just dumped in oh. the tips. They're now reusing it yeah, and it. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: You you'd be surprised at the gear that we get given. Mm-hmm. Now, I've just left a house now where uh, we've been asked to clean out a garage for a gentleman who just passed away, and uh, the gear we're getting out of there for the and we're doing a garage sale at this very moment at fifteen Granger Street. We're mm-hmm. doing a garage. Anne's doing it now, and uh, taking tools down there that would have just been gone to dump. Yeah, and uh, it's unbelievable the amount of stuff people dump, mm. like freezers. And they're, they're good. Mm. They're, everything's good, you know.
0: And, yeah. Well, David, thank you so much for your great work. You're a really great mate. You've been a great support and friend to me over the years. I've mm. known you for a long time. You have, yeah. So thank you very much for all of the kindness that you and Anne have offered to me over the years. But most importantly, what you've done for the Men's Shed and for the blokes in our community, yeah. It's um, it's unbelievable to go down there and to see a you know, the happiness and joy and, you know, fun and activities that are going on down there, that just people beavering away and coming together. So congratulations.
1: Yeah, Yeah, thanks. There's one one thing that really gets me. It really hits me in the heart, this one. There was a a little boy, this young mum and dad come down the shed and she was carrying this little boy he was three years of age and said, could you make a, a cage for us? They call them spider cages. And uh, I says, uh, "What's it for?" She said, well, well "He's got a, a muscular disease, and if he doesn't start walking, if he can't walk by the time he's four you now, you're three years of age, he'll never walk in his life." Anyhow, we had a uh, a photo of. She brought a photo. They were ten thousand dollars if if you wanted to buy one from. They only buy them mm. in the states. And uh, anyhow, we looked at it, and uh, Ron Burley, he, uh, poor old Ron's in hospital at the moment. Mm. He uh, looked, he said, yeah, we'll build one of them. So uh, he designed one, started to build it. No, that's no good. So he changed his changed design and he built one. And uh, it's two metres by two metres by two metres high. And uh, it has octo straps coming off it on a special belt. And Bobby Service, who mm. he just yeah, passed, passed away. away. Bobby Service looked at the photograph. He uh, made the special harness belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyhow... Cutting a long story short, last Saturday we had a sausage sizzle at Punnings, Manly West, and this fellow came up to the boys in the, in the uh, sausage sizzle area and said, do you remember me? And uh, John says, no. He says, do you remember this little bloke? And this little bloke was running around. Beautiful, beautiful story. And that, so that yeah.
0: hard work and commitment, it wasn't just an easy fix. You no, had to work
1: hard to we make We worked out work. We made two. We made another one for a lady down in uh, uh, just this side of Newcastle and uh, she heard we'd made one and uh, she asked and we made another one and, and we donated these. We didn't. Mm. And they... they cost us about two and a half thousand dollars to build but that's that's what, that's what we're about that's what we're about
0: and that's beautiful mm. what mm. good on you and the boys mm. at the club for doing that yeah, it's really really lovely at that shed yeah. so david thank you for what you've done and thank you to all of your members keep up the great work we'll put details on our podcast as to how and when you're open and your yep. address unless you want to give it a quick plug while we're here
1: right over 59 granada street uh it's down on uh, what they call the old blacks camp down there uh it's behind uh the old bowls club, like I said mm-hmm. before, uh, we've got the three great sheds just come in. What time? We're there from uh, 8 o'clock each morning, six days a week, and we close at 1 o'clock. And uh, you can just go in, have a cup of coffee, sit down, play cards, do whatever you like.
0: How much does it cost to become a member?
1: $80. Oh. And that gives you a shirt... You get a shirt with your name on it and all that sort of thing, and that's so we know. We're getting older and we've got to remember who we are.
0: (laughs) Love a shirt with a name. Yeah. Well, that's great, David. Thank you for coming in. So I hope that you've enjoyed this captivating journey through one of Lytton's local legends, and I hope that you've enjoyed this wonderful conversation with David to hear about his history, but also the history of the men's shed. It's uh, been great to gain some information about this amazing human being. So if you've enjoyed this uh, episode, please subscribe to the Peace Podcast so you never miss an opportunity to discover more captivating stories of the extraordinary individuals who make Lytton the vibrant place that it is today. We'd love to hear your feedback and for future um, episodes. So if you have any ideas, please feel free to reach out through my social media or through my website. And remember, it's through your engagement that keeps this podcast alive and thriving. So join us again next time as we continue our mission of celebrating the unsung heroes, just like David and all the blokes down at the uh, men's shed, and their fascinating stories that make Lytton the truly special place that it is to call home. Until then, stay curious, stay inspired, and keep celebrating the legends in our bayside. This is Joan Pease, your host, signing off.